you're hearing that song, it means yet again, it is another Monday, which means it's another episode of FM Rager. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Connor Clifton. Normally, I would say that I'm joined by my co-host, Ned Gale, but unfortunately, Ned is dead. To me, at least, for saying that he would be on the show and then deciding not to be on the show so that his little musical act is banned that I am not a part of, um, swimwear department. They're playing a show at Phobia, the haunted house tonight, and I wish him the best of luck on his new little adventure that I am not involved in. So, kudos to you, Ned. Good job. I'm going to move on, and I'm going to find some new co-hosts, and I don't really need you coming back here next week, uh, unless, if anyone can tell, if there's something wrong with the audio, uh, just comment, let us know, that'd be really awesome. If there's one thing that is good at, it's being the tech guy here. But, alrighty, we're just going to go ahead and get this show on the road, uh... You know, speaking of finding new co-hosts, I have two people here who are auditioning for that role. I believe they're doing dueling auditions, something that's never been done before. Please, everybody, give it up for our guest today, uh, your potential new co-host for the rest of the show. Jack Killen didn't work out, so let's give it up for Antoine Colbert and Nick Merriweather. Hey, guys, how's it going? Yes, clap for yourselves. That gets you a lot of points. Hey, I was trying to, to to simulate and stimulate an audience. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get things uh, out of the way here. Uh, thank you very much for coming in here and auditioning for the role of new co-host. Um, I don't know if you guys listen to the show, but Ned, he's just not really making it happen. It's not the best uh, things that we've heard. But yeah, he doesn't bring a lot of energy. He you know? is he the doesn't. most low-energy guy I've ever met. Yeah, uh, Guys, if you want to complain about Ned, please give us a call at 713-526-8737. Uh, I've got two potential co-hosts here moving forward, so they better be watching the phones for me. Just, you know, point if you see the red light flashing, and we can move on. You got it, boss. Yeah, man. You got points. Nicky Dicky here is slipping behind. Crud. <laughs> all right. Uh, so in all honesty, you guys are two very, very good friends of mine. Uh, we have collaborated together on old projects such as Micro Satan. And uh, last year we did Spooky Stand Up. Mm -hmm. And this year we're doing a show called Spooky Stand Up 2K18. Ooh. Yeah, I'm so excited for this show. Nick, it is your baby. Yeah. Why don't you tell the listeners at home a little bit about it? Well, it is a the the basic idea is every Halloween for the past four years, uh, I ask some of my favorite comedians in town to dress up in a Halloween costume and then do a stand-up set as whatever they are dressed up as. Okay, so it's a character stand-up. Character stand-up, yeah. And uh, one thing I love about this is this is the first and only time these sets are ever performed, and so. It, it it lends itself to um, just exciting, memorable moments. That's awesome. I'm uh, I that, that's a very good description of it. I've been involved in this show. I don't did I do the first one at Avant? I believe you did. Yeah, we okay. started at Avant and then we went to um, Midtown Bar and Grill, and then last year was at Secret Group, and this year will be at Secret Group. Okay, so you've been doing it for four years. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Uh, I'm very very excited. Uh, I will be uh, co-hosting. I've mm -hmm. got a, I've got a little thing planned for you guys, but I, I can't explain it. You're just gonna have to be there. You're gonna have to yeah, see what I've got. He can't character. call you to action, so we'll just have to 
Describe it well. Yeah, we'll just tell you where it is, which is at the secret group, when it is, which is uh, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Halloween night. Uh, and it's going to... Uh, is it going to cost money? There, Don't tell me how much. There is money involved. involved. Okay. So you're going to have to go to a, the Facebook event, mm-hmm. which we can post in the comments uh, at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And that will that take them to the ticket link? I mean, I, 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 hes- I hesitate to call anyone to any action, um, but I will say that all the info is online. All right. Well, thank you for uh, calling me out on calling people to action. <laughs> <laughs> Antoine, what's your involvement in the show? Uh, well, I think I've done it all four years. Uh, the first year, I just happened to be there, yep. and, uh, and I had some jokes that I had written as a specific character for a different show. Uh, uh, you may have heard of him. He's a very uh, charismatic character named Jesus. Uh, you played Jesus? I played Jesus. Well, I've played Jesus several times. Do you mind tilting your mic down a little bit? This way? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> now that's spooky. <laughs> it's haunted. Uh, but uh, I think I've had some involvement in it uh, in the last four years since then uh, mm-hmm. because it's just a super fun show. It's actually one of my favorite shows to do every year. So, um, yeah, you should all come out and catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna catch those ghosts. Man, I, I, it's really hard to really dive into the show without giving too much away. Yeah. Uh, one of the things Ned and I do... Which, hey, maybe we won't do it moving forward based on if you guys bring some better segments. But we ask, how was your freaking weekend at the top of the show? And Ned's not here, but I know how his freaking weekend was because I spent it with him. And I spent mm-hmm. it with you guys. Yeah. yeah, We did this show up in Austin over the past weekend. Yep. What was that experience like for you, doing the show so many years and then finally taking it on the road to a completely different audience with completely different performers? It was our first year doing it in Austin. Um, I am so thankful to everyone at fallout theater and uh, all the austin comics who are part of it 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 was super fun it it was um different in a way that i hadn't expected and i guess we can tell of what those acts were because you can't catch them ever again ever again yeah we killed all of them um we had a very funny comedian named ron leckler play nikola tesla oh he was fantastic and he presented his lost inventions some of those were pretty good (laughs) (laughs) we had uh, elizabeth spears as toddler tammy a foul mouth tammy toddler tammy toddler i'm i'm sorry miss toddler if you're listening Uh, a foul mouth precocious uh toddler in a onesie who smokes cigarettes um hey keep austin weird baby We had Rob Gagnon and Ariel Greenspoon. They were fantastic, as well as a whole uh, coterie of macabre madcap monsters (laughs) and other Halloween words. Uh, the Austin crowd was very, very receptive to what we were doing. Yeah. I think if, uh, you know, if you trust Austin's view of comedy... Rave reviews, 99% on Rotten Tomatoes is what I'm hearing. So you should definitely... uh, look up the Facebook event, and get more details about the show that we're doing. Yeah, I am sad to report that we did not get a good rating at AustinRaveReviews.com. They said, not enough glow sticks. (laughs) (laughs) So, Nick, you've been doing this show for so long. I know you're a a fan of the Spooptapular. What Mm -hmm. is it about this show that makes you want to keep doing it year after year and growing it? Well, this year we have a bit of a narrative running through it. We do, yeah. And I, I think it's, I mean, it, it all started as an experiment and as a way to just 
see what we could do that because it's a one-time thing and because it's so just i love halloween because you can take a lot of liberties with things and just have fun and that was it for me like instead of instead of seeing the same acts over and over it's a, it's a way to see completely experimental crazy stuff in a very gentle container um that i, I just love that i love watching comics do new things i love pushing myself to to try new and weirder things um yeah, and, it's, and I think it's a, one of the few shows, there are a couple, a handful of shows like this where the comedians themselves are watching the show and are involved. And uh, it, it just feels like a big community celebration. I want it to feel like a party. And so I, I think that is what keeps me doing it, too. I don't really do anything for my birthday or any other party stuff like that. But this is like the one, one, one time a year I really put a lot into this one show. Okay. Now, Antoine, on to you. Yeah. Uh, you, you do characters for the show. Mm-hmm. You have before. Yeah. Uh, I've seen you perform for several years now. You're fantastic. You're hilarious. Oh, you bring you. a lot to your roles. But what what do you what is your creative process for creating a character for a show like this? What goes into you know seed to blossoming Jesus or whatever you're going to be? I know what you're going to be, and I can't tell anyone. So it's under wraps. <laughs> um, it's not a mummy. It definitely isn't. Um, well, you know, every year, uh, coming from an improv background, I-, I feel like I'm very comfortable in finding something uh, interesting that's not just this is this person in this situation. It's You're finding the backstory of that person, finding, you know, what's interesting about them. And then you can write jokes through that character all day long uh, if you do it right. And so every year it's fun just to try and find something, again, that's, you know, pushing the envelope or, or, or interesting or not a traditional joke per se. Last year I did uh, the, the Wolfman, and he, uh, but he didn't speak any English. So, you know, it's finding a way to involve more people and, and make it more interesting and do something that people have never seen before that uh, as soon as you see it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, so that's that's what i enjoy and that's it, it's easy to do when you really enjoy it every character i've seen you bring from spooky stand-up to micro satan is infused with very much uh some part of your personality that i don't think you bring out very often mm-hmm. uh and it's really fun to just see you go i remember we did a micro satan show back to school where you played were you the sex ed teacher mm-hmm. yeah and you sang a song called i want to touch your butt but and it was so great. You pulled it off incredibly well. Everybody loved it. It was such a fantastic song. Uh, I'm singing your praises just so that people understand, like, you are going to be one of the top performers in this show, and people should definitely consider going into the Facebook event and looking up more information about this event uh, on Wednesday night at the Secret Group at 8 p.m. Uh, now... I don't think we want to talk about the show for the whole hour. No, nah, I think we've said everything that needs to be said. Yeah, I mean, unless suddenly we get rid of this call to action rule, I think we really yeah. have done everything we're allowed to say. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add? No. Uh, I think talking about a comedy show is one of the hardest things to do uh, in any entertaining way. Oh, you're, you're just not doing it right, baby. you got to have more jokes, more puns, more gags, more gaffes and laughs. All right, fine. We'll get off this show. <laughs> we'll talk about something else. Let's talk about 
Halloween. <laughs> it's that time of year. Oh my gosh. All right. With the exception of the show, because I know we've got our character in the costume, do you guys have any other parties that you're dressing up for? Any alternative costumes? No, uh, I do try very hard every year to convince my girlfriend to uh, do blackface, whiteface with me, <laughs> but it never seems to work out. So um, I feel I, like you I, should explain this a little to the people who are not watching the video. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I am. Uh, how would you describe it? Mm. Tip of the tongue, tip of the tongue. Uh, it's right there. I just learned this term this weekend. Uh, POC. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, by contrast, in most ways, uh, my girlfriend is not. Okay. Uh, She's a POW. <laughs> a yep. person of white. <laughs> person often white. <laughs> um, no, but it's. It, I think it's funny. And so um, she doesn't. And a lot of other people also don't find it very funny. But, you know, that's just me. I'm just quirky. <laughs> yeah, you're like a Zoe Deschanel over there. <laughs> Who's that girl? It's a black guy. <laughs> I feel like every year I come up with uh, ideas for Halloween costumes that I never really see to fruition. Yeah. Like Ned and I talked about going as Wario and Waluigi from mm. the uh, Mario franchise. Uh, obviously, I would be Wario because I'm portly and ned would be the tall skinny waluigi but you know it's not gonna happen we're just gonna do the show which uh i've got a great costume for it i've gotten many compliments for uh, mm -hmm. my costume i'm very excited uh nick i've seen you dress up as the the host of the show mm -hmm. for as long as i've known you I, I don't know any of your costume history do you have any like favorable or memorable uh halloween costumes I know you give it your all when you put a costume together. Yeah, uh, but I, I have the same sort of... I always want to, but then I end up just at the show, and then I just party there. And um, I, don't, I mean, I've been the same host. This like a, I, I'm, I'm in love with the, the old um, TV horror hosts, like... A, what do you Sammy mean? Terry or uh, Elvira is a very well-known mm -hmm. one. Okay. Um, right. they, they, these, when when television stations were local, and uh, as a way to to have programming uh, provided very cheaply, they would get these B horror movies that they could they could show for very little money, and they would be hosted by these kooky guys that would come out of a coffin at the beginning, and uh, introduce the movie and and be really in this character, and in the markets where they were, they're very very beloved. I don't think we had one that I know of in Houston. I definitely didn't see one as a kid, but uh, when I got older, I, I learned of this phenomenon. Um, so Sammy Terry, I forget exactly where he was based out of, but he was a guy who worked at the station and would dress up as this ghoul character and host these late night movies. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's also uh, known for creating the, the slogan for KFC, finger licking good. What? Yeah, how, how wow. you learn this trick? I'll, I'll look it up in a in a break to confirm. But uh, definitely, a horror host uh, invented that phrase. Because like, a lot of these guys were just, how do we get ratings? How do we get business? And so, putting face paint on and being spooky was was one way to do it. I would love to see the uh, the brainstorm. That uh, oh god, we got a comment. What did someone say? I can't listen, but I hope guys are gonna talking a ton of trash 
on Ned Gale. Don't worry, Jack. We're talking mad trash on Ned. Yeah, I think that message came live from a haunted house, too, which is very spooky. Um, ah, shoot. I lost my train of thought. We were talking about... You were talking about uh, Halloween costumes. Oh, no, I wanted to see the, uh, uh, the, the rejected attempts at getting the finger looking good and what... Oh, yeah. How, how it got from, uh, like, idea, you know, a colonel to mm-hmm. the colonel and... What do you what do you think, Antoine? What do you think got him to finger looking good? Uh, uh, you don't have any napkins. Your hands are all covered in grease. Because the oil is delicious, you'll lick it off. It's finger licking good. You don't need any napkins. And that's all on the bucket. Yeah, that's the whole slogan. <laughs> the and whole then they coffee. just they pared it down from there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know much about ad business, you know. I was in it, and now I'm not, so I'm not very good at ads. Yeah. But uh, I guess that's how it works. You got you to start somewhere, you get too much, you pare it down, you get to that sweet, sweet spot. That's true. And that's advertising. It's like a professor always said, like a paper's not done, uh, not when there's no more to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. So if you can just get to the meat oh, of the KFC product. Hi-yo. You got another comment here. OMG, it's the guy from Spooky. Oh, yeah. I saw oh, this. Yeah. Okay. So, apparently, you hosted Grown Up Storytime uh, this month. I did. Nick, mm-hmm. And you played a character that was the host of Spookies? Uh, so, uh, I played the general manager of what I thought was a fictitious uh, haunted house supply store called Spookers. Uh, Spookers Halloween Superstore. Uh, but then I found out that it's a real place. Oh, <laughs> where is it at? It's uh, in Houston. It's in Channel View, and there's another one on the other side of town. So there's a Houston Halloween store called Spookers? Called Spookers, yeah. Oh, have you been? No. Did they contact you to advertise for them? No, I found this out during the show. Was it a cease and desist? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who brought it to your attention? Uh, I don't remember. Someone texted me Spookers. Um, so I guess I should plug them? I don't know. Um, hey, you got two days. You got two days to go down spookers. to Spookers. No babies. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I love growing up story time. Have y'all talked about that on this show? Uh, yeah, we've talked about it a couple times. All right. Uh, for those who don't know Grown Up Storytime, you write a story, you send it in, and uh, a fantastic performer will read it for you. We're getting more comments here. Also, I am BFE, and I can't hear anything. Man, all right. I guess we're having some trouble with the... Uh, the sound here. I'm going to try and fix this. Hey, Nick and Antoine, y'all want to do audition to be, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, g- give, give me your best, your best pitch for why I should choose you as my co-host while I figure this out. Okay. Uh, I think I'd be a great co-host because I just found a piece of gum. Call in if you want Connor to eat the gum. We need only two callers this time. Oh my gosh. We already, we've been there. We've done that before. I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. Um, I know that the audio is going to be on kpft.org, so we'll just have to end up pairing it through that. But it seems like other people can hear it, so I think we should be all right. Hmm. I'm going to press that again, see if uh, that's what we need. I don't know. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. I really did some great radio getting lost on this Sammy Terry KFC thing. but Oh, so you found it? No. Oh, man. All right. I just Call in if you 
want to lick our fingers good. Hey, if you know anything about uh, what is it, Scary Terry, Sammy Terry, Sammy, Sammy Terry, Terry from Sammy uh, Terry. from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, all right. Did you guys have a lot of local performances, uh, stuff like that, like uh, local public access television or anything that you grew up with? We were, um, we were just talking about watching WGN in the mornings. Yeah, in Houston. No, not in Houston. Or in uh, LA. Yeah, in LA. Wow. Yeah. What? Uh, what was that? Uh, and it was uh, WB Channel Five. Was uh, it was the same thing? WGN was uh, Chicago, right? Originally, yeah, yeah, and then became a nationwide station. But uh, yeah, there was lots of stuff that you could see uh, all over the place. As a kid, I didn't watch a whole lot of uh, public access. Um, except for when uh, when they would show, I can't think of the name of the show now. Um, what the, like a musical act, puppets? Oh, Puzzle Place. Puzzle Place. Mm, yeah, Puzzle Place. They what were they were puppets, uh, and they were a multicultural group of kids uh, and a talking dog and cat. Uh, and they, they, they dealt with uh, real kid issues, even though none of them were real kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are some real kid issues? Uh, you know, they talked about racism. They talked about bullying. You know, the, the, the staples of childhood. The thing. <laughs> Proper diet. Uh, talking to dogs and cats. I just, I just imagine they're like, all right, we got to teach you about this stuff while you're a kid. Because when you hit 18, you are not going to care. <laughs> you are going to dig your heels in. Okay, so uh, how do they? Did they have like a common antagonist or anything like that? Do you remember anything else? Uh, no, they they lived in a place called the Puzzle Place. It was this um, just this open forum for these kids that they just where they hung out and, and and kind of they didn't live there, but that's where they all were at all the time because they hung out all the time. Did they do puzzles? No, uh, but <laughs> puzzles were were the common like. Uh, you know, fade out where they just break puzzle pieces mm. down. It was pretty cool to watch as a kid. And like I said, they were a very multicultural group. So there was like a, a an Asian American kid. There was an African American kid. A couple white boys. A uh, Chinese girl. Um, uh, but they were very uh, fun. And uh, you know, you could see who they were <laughs> through 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 the filter of puppetry. You know, because like one of the kids was from the Midwest and somebody was from oh, New wow. York and. Uh, uh, there was a Latino kid. Uh, they they kind of look like a puppet cast of Rent. Yeah. Hey, wait. I feel like I've seen like VHSs yeah. of this or something. Maybe maybe I feel on, like I've seen this too. On yeah, show the audience. Maybe on everything is terrible or something. Uh, and that <laughs> ilk. But uh, I I I definitely think I've seen something like that before. In any case, yeah. Um, that's cool. I never really had any of that stuff. Uh, I can't tell you one locally produced show for kids. Uh, oh, I don't know if it was local either. I mean, it was uh, public access, but, you know, the same way that Mr. Rogers came on public access. I don't know if that was a, a widely uh, known or aired. It says it was made in New York City. Okay. Well, yeah. Probably why it was so... It's where I get my salsa. Well, yeah. hey, uh, if you've got uh, a cool show that you watched growing up, don't call us in, because I don't want to talk about this. Nope. <laughs> well, great news, everybody. I found that awesome thing about Sammy Terry. Okay, why don't you lay it on us? Well, now I've closed the tab. <laughs> <laughs> Your audition's going great. 
Check it out, guys. Uh, while many people think that Sammy Terry was his biggest off-the-cuff inspiration, many are surprised to learn that he was the man who came up with the slogan, Finger Licking Good, for Harlan Sanders of Kentucky Fried Chicken fame. It was an impromptu pronouncement after doing a commercial for Sanders during one of his shows that stood out. Sanders asked Carter if he could use it, and he agreed. Being friends with Sanders, Carter never requested payment for the phrase, at the time or ever. Either. And the rest, as they say, was advertising history. Just a Halloween Halloween fact. More like highway robbery. Yeah, so he just came up with, with Bender slogan forever. Are you not hearing anything? It's like cutting in and out. What, your mic or your headphones? The headphones, yeah. Okay. Are you getting that? Mm-mm. Well, yeah. I think we should be all right. Uh, you just let me know if it happens again. All right. So uh, he just gives away this idea that has become their slogan since forever. Yeah, it's still their slogan. Yeah, correct? Or is it like uh, I ate the bones now? I I, I forget. <laughs> I was reading in 2016 they did away with that slogan. Which one? Finger licking good. What did they What are they doing now? But they brought know, it back. But because they're they're huge in Japan. All I, I I was skimming trying to find this fact, and all I read was, uh, "Big in Japan, no longer use that slogan." I feel like I've definitely seen some of their advertisements where they use other celebrities to play the colonel. Yeah. They definitely say that tagline at the end of each commercial. I've definitely heard it recently. Guys, if you could solve this uh, finger wrench and mystery, why don't you give us a call at 713-526-8737. Uh, or you can uh, comment on our video if you know any of the answers to this uh, tantalizing Halloween mystery. fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you... I know at one point we were talking uh, this weekend about just like how dumb biopics can cap uh, are capable of being. We oh, I thought about... you said biodome. That's why I was arguing so hard against you. <laughs> it's a great film. No, no, no. Bio biopics, specifically mu uh, musical biopics, when uh, there there's a scene like we were talking about Kiss, and oh, yeah. if there is ever a Kiss biopic. Uh, one of the members of Kiss would be like, "Don't you get it, Dad? I don't want to work in the coal mine. I just want to rock and roll all night and party every. I need a pen. <laughs> and they like gotta write it down real quick. Uh, I, I, I just uh, now I can't stop thinking about um, just Terry, scary Terry, Terry Curly. What's his name? His name is Terry Curley. You nailed it. <laughs> Sammy <laughs> Terry. Like cemetery. Like cemetery, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, okay. Can I play a clip of audio? Uh, is that against the rules? No, you can. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me, if you can pull it up, I'll, I'll go ahead and plug in the aux cord and we'll... I'm just going to play it through my mic like a cool guy. No, don't do that. <laughs> There's nothing cool about bad audio quality. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Tell it to the Ramones. Or dead air. <laughs> plugging in the phone. Plugging in the phone. What is this, an ad? <laughs> Nick, you just put an ad on KPFT. <laughs> Luckily, there's no audio or no dialogue. Wait, just, yeah, what is no treats, Do only it. tricks. What is this? What did you hit? It's a YouTube video. There you go. Connor was just excited about this uh, matching tile game with a jack-o'-lantern on it. So this is the introduction for Sammy Terry's show. One of my big heroes in life. Okay. Uh, in the I'm dead of night, when the moon is high and the ill winds blow, 
right, Connor, now describe Sammy Terry for us. Uh, okay, Sammy Terry is coming out of a coffin, and there's a very goofy font in front of him that says Sammy Terry. Oh. <laughs> All right. He, uh... Good evening. He looks like either the worst Batman villain or the best Batman villain henchman. He's got yellow janitor gloves, green skin, a red cloak that covers up everything but his face. Oh, now he's... Ugh. A very, not very fluid closing of the door. And it says, Samuel Terry, a ghoul. The long dark uh, shadows set apart from the rest of the icky night. This is the man who invented finger licking good. From the cold, frosty looking moon. Now I want to eat that moon. <laughs> such as this, he knows how to sell. They, they needed a, a horror host, so he found these yellow, like, rubber gloves and just found some makeup and whipped this together. And then it grew and grew. He's very beloved. He did it every year? Every, like, not, it wasn't just a seasonal thing. It was like a Saturday night thing. Okay. Uh, related videos to this include Top Ten Wheel of Fortune Fails. Ooh. Uh, that's some nice post-show content. Uh, I'd like to solve the puzzle. Finger licking wood. Oh, so sorry. Uh, Adam Sandler predicted his success. Mm, all right, I'm going to send that to myself. Yeah, he wrote Jim Carrey a check for $10 million. <laughs> Uh, Shark Tank, he declined all offers. Uh, <laughs> what I wish I knew before I moved to China. It's so big! Uh, let's see. Actors who are never the same after a role. Jim Carrey impressions of Kevin Bacon and Wiley Coyote. Ah, man. There's just so many. So much great Halloween content out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, alright, so that's Gary Terry, and uh, that's. Uh, an influence for your character, which is called what again? Um, I, can, I mean, so that's Sammy Terry. I used to be called Scary Larry, and then that dang Rick and Morty show made Scary Terry a thing, and so now I just uh, am nameless. Okay, I thought you heard the Duke. The Duke of Spook is one of my titles. Um, okay. Um, Finger Licking Wood is another one. So, do you guys have any good memories of Halloween parties or famous, or not famous, but uh, particularly fond times going trick or treating with uh, family or anything like that? Uh, I'm just glad to be uh, free during during this time of year. Now, I used to work at the Renaissance Festival, Ooh. so I would miss all the good Halloween parties and uh, all the festivities. But now I've got all the time in the world, <laughs> and. and uh, and so it's nice just to be back in the uh, in the living world during during all that time. And I never really got into Halloween so much. the The most memorable Halloween that I can remember was uh, when I was very young. We were living in an apartment complex, and my mom didn't want us to go trick or treating, but me and my older brother begged her uh, relentlessly for maybe an hour, and she just folded. And so we made these just really quick poor boy costumes i got one of her like satin nightgowns and tied it around my neck and put on like a black shirt and i was a dracula and then my brother had a flip comb that he just taped to his shirt and we put some red dye on it and it was like he's a dentist that got stabbed <laughs> <laughs>
and we use pillowcases, and that's that's the only time I've ever remembered uh, fondly, specifically like actually doing something on Halloween. Everything else has just been Halloween episodes of shows that I like. Yeah, mm. hey, there's nothing wrong with Halloween special. I think Bob's Burgers and The Simpsons uh, do fantastically on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Family Matters used to do great Halloween episodes. I never really oh, yeah. watched Family Matters. What kind of Halloween specials did they have? They had one uh, with a, a puppet of Urkel. Uh, oh, yeah. His name was Stevel. Stevel? Yeah, and then the following year they, they did uh, a, a second one with Stevel where he made a puppet of Carl, and his name was Carlsbad. <laughs> great stuff. Like, and this gro- is my cavern. Golden stuff. You did not want him to show him. You did not want him to show you his cavern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, the home improvement ones and the Roseanne ones. Not to get too controversial, oh, yeah. but those were great. You picked the two most controversial people in network television, yeah. my friend. Uh, beyond that, did you uh, any what? What about them? What made them so memorable? They just went all out. They it was so clear that someone on the staff loved them, loved Halloween, and. Same, like it, I just love seeing people go all out for a one thing. Like I don't know, it, I think it's kind of rare, and especially the celebration of like spooky, weird stuff. Yeah. I, I'm still amazed it hasn't been squashed out of our country. Like I, I think that's why I like it so much is is you can do and be anything with no judgment. It's just a, it's a great. I love that 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 fact is celebrated. Um, yeah, and I, I I love seeing people really put their energy into it as opposed to just going to a big box costume store and and both of those shows created all the everything you're saying like they created yeah. a puppet for one episode <laughs> like that's that's awesome but they brought him back right yeah yeah they brought him back the following halloween all right and every halloween thereafter or just uh... i only remember the two oh, okay call in if you have a favorite halloween episode of anything or if you have a cherished Halloween memory or a cool costume that you've mm-hmm. always loved and uh, reminisce fondly about, give us a call at 713-526-8737. I, my favorite costume I ever did, I was a Tamagotchi one year. Oh, nice. Where I just wore a green leotard and a poorly made uh, Tamagotchi pixelated thing over my face. <laughs> did you look like Tingle? Were you a baby or a pet? I was a baby. Ah, uh, nice choice. But I was... The costume was Tamagotchi Baby. I was eight. Uh, and what did you ask me? If you looked like Tingle from the Zelda series. No, it was not a. It didn't cover my head. And it oh. was pointy. It was just. Uh, it went up to my neck, and then it was a plastic <laughs> mask of the Tamagotchi uh, image. And people were like, "What? What are you?" And I had the plastic egg. Uh, on my chest, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What are you?" I'm like, "I'm Tamagotchi." Is this a costume you made or one that was available? I'm Tamagotchi. Uh, my, <laughs> I think the year before or earlier that year, uh, for my birthday, I had requested a Tamagotchi, and I guess come <laughs> Halloween, my dad is like, "Yeah, he loves this crap." <laughs> we couldn't get you the Tamagotchi, but we found the costume. <laughs> now you get to be one. Yeah. It's even better. And uh, also, here's a dinky dino. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> Uh, yeah, did you guys ever have virtual pets? Uh, no, but when I was, uh... I'm the youngest of the three of us, so it might be a thing for me. When I was, uh, when I was, when I was in elementary school, there was a group of girls. There were, like, four girls, uh, and they started a business, and they asked me to help them with this business, where essentially, you would hand over your Tamagotchi to one of them, 
mm. and they would uh, babysit it during school. So like they'd make sure it got fed and went for walks and didn't die and you would pay them money and at the end of the day they would give you back that Tamagotchi pet. <laughs> it's like still alive. Here you go. That'll be three bucks. Um, and I, it was funny because, you know, they asked me to help, but I never got paid for it. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm cool with free labor. <laughs> well, how, what did you do to help? Oh, you know, every now and again, they would just, you know, hand me one during class and it's just like, can you make sure this goes on the walk? Can you make sure you pick up his poop? Just like, yeah, you got it, bud. Why not? So they just were handing him out these virtual pets and... Just getting people to do it for them? Yeah, Tamagotchi Daycare Service. What mm. a bunch of geniuses. Yeah, elementary school kids. Oh, man. I, I, You know, I'd like to see where they are at in life now, because if they're not all successful businesswomen, then um, then they failed. Did you guys ever have to do the economics fair in high school? Mm-hmm. Or anything like that? No. No. Connor always tells me these stories of, like, did you guys ever go to business town? Did you guys- Exchange City. <laughs> Exchange City is where you're a child, uh-huh. and you go to an interview process at your school, and you're assigned a job, and then you go to this fake town inside a giant warehouse, and you go about your job for a day. <laughs> and fun fact, the job I got was radio interviewer. Wow. And that's what I'm doing now. And Did- I got paid less now for then. I got paid fake money back then, but I could spend the fake money on other crap. Mm. Uh that was fun kind of it's really weird to indoctrinate a child with like you will have a job and you will love it yeah but then you also got to be the the charismatic millionaire that's true so (laughs) for people out there who don't know this i was hired as the radio host and they gave they provided no equipment no tools to be able to do my job so I just got paid. So they were preparing you for real life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just getting paid to sit around and do nothing. So I spent more money than anyone, which I did well for the economy. Uh, and I committed as many crimes as I could because I had enough money where I could hire the best lawyer. <laughs> and just imagine, like, some eight-year-old kid. Uh, just or, No, I was 10. I was 10 years old. And they had this giant uh, rug that looked like a park. And you couldn't step on the, finger quotes, grass of the rug. And I did, and they arrested me. And I was like, just imagine a 10-year-old me being like, I'll be back on the street by lunch. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I run this exchange city. <laughs> the, the whole field trip's only half a day. Uh, all right. So, people... Uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm having some issues with the sound here. I don't quite know what's going on. Um, I know, whatever, I'll, I'll fix it. We'll fix it in post. It'll be on iTunes. You can hear it. If you can't hear it right now, just go to kpft.org slash, uh, listen. Just fall back to 8 p.m. earlier tonight and it'll be all fixed. (laughs) Now, the economics fair was, uh, senior year in economics class. Kids partnered up and they had to create a product and then try and sell it. And me and a buddy, we decided, hey, our class is right before lunch. Let's just bring a bunch of food and sell that. And we had set prices, and eventually people wanted food so bad that we were making sandwiches that we decided, hey, you know, uh, highest bidder. And we set the school record for uh, fake money. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, if the money's fake, 
I'm the guy to have in the room. I was just going to add, like, are you sure you went to school and not an elaborate thing, like an elaborate make-a-wish? <laughs> you just threw around fake money and called it an education? <laughs> like, what, what would you like to be? A billionaire! Uh, okay. <laughs> Here's some fake money. You can't tell the difference. No, I I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess I was just more ruthless back then. I, 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 not only did I make and sell you your milkshake, but I drank your milkshake, too. And that's the kind of guy I was back then, all right? Connor the cold-hearted is what they used to call him. <laughs> How old were you when, when they realized you had cheated them out of a Make-A-Wish and that you were going to survive? All right. <laughs> I got a bone to pick with Make-A-Wish. Oh, yeah? oh, to, listen up, folks. You've yeah. heard it here tonight first. Hey, it's close to the witching hour. It's Halloween week. What better time to talk about axes to grinds and bones to pick? <laughs> <laughs> so, when I was, uh, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor, and I didn't find this out until I was 16, 17. But I, I was talking to my parents about it, and I said, you know, I, I, I never really understood why, like, I guess I was Make-A-Wish not around when I started. And my mom said, oh, you did, Make-A-Wish did approach you, but you were so close to being on the road to recovery, we figured it could go to another kid uh, who may not survive and could need it more. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was so mad. So I emailed Make-A-Wish. <laughs> and, and I was like, look. I don't have a lot of requests here. I pretty much just want to go to Universal Studios because they opened that Marvel Park. That's a great <laughs> wish. Yeah. No response. Mm. Yeah. Not great at all. I bet if I was like, I want to meet a celebrity, then... No. Yeah, more like, more like take a wish. Yeah. Yeah. They took my wish, <laughs> and I want it back. I had no idea this was a real thing. It really was. <laughs> <laughs> my parents... Out of the Because she didn't have the heart to say, you were like, where's my wish? And she's like, remember Exchange City? <laughs> <laughs> we waited till you were out of remission for eight years <laughs> to send you on a magical journey with all of your classmates and then supremely disappoint you at Exchange City and in life. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I, I, I guess I just loved playing grown-up as a kid. <laughs> Who doesn't? Coming, coming into work with sleeves way too long, trying to hold a briefcase. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize I had such wacky experiences that no one else had, had gone through. I, if you are out there and... Uh, listen, I, I know we're having audio problems right now on the live feed, but if you listen to this podcast... Uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, and you think, hey, I know what that is. I, 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 I know what Exchange City is. I know what uh, Economic Fair is. And Make-A-Wish, they came to my house, and I got a free wish for some guy named Connor. I don't know, but give us a call at 910-HIGH-RAGER. That is the effing Rager pager. Uh, leave us a voicemail, and Ned and I will definitely play it on the radio. We promise you, we will bleep out any and all curse words, but please give us a call. Once again, that is 910-HIGH-RAGER. And if you can't hear us right now and you've got something that you'd like to share with us, you can give us a call at 713-526-8737. That's what it means to be a host, boys. You think you can do that? You think you can pull off something like that? You think you can give me a read of some copy just laying around? 
Uh, let's see. Let's There's see. something. Mm-hmm. If you downloaded Cash App, or if you're interested in donating money through the Cash App, go to https colon forward slash forward slash cash dot app forward slash. Damn. What about you, Nick? Instantly sned money to your <laughs> favorite community radio station by sneding it to, I don't know how. Dollar sign. Oh, to dollar sign Houston. What was it Ned said last week? He said that uh, my dad always knows uh, the name of the station because he says it after I uh, tell him any story, which is K. <laughs> <laughs> which is almost true. We're thinking about having my dad on the show in the coming weeks, and uh, I don't know if he's going to go through with it. Hmm. Yeah, he, he he's very scared of uh, live broadcasting anything, I guess. I don't know. I don't maybe know where he maybe it's from. maybe it's wanting that filter, you know, that go between. You know, it's like I don't want it to go straight to the people. I need some sort of um, through you. You are his conduit, if you will, to share <laughs> to share his stories and viewpoints. You got what, that right. <laughs> is that what Connor is short short for, or like nickname for? Oh yeah, uh, conduit Clifton. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Connor is short for Connor of Michael Clifton. But no, I guess Conduit Clifton is much better, yeah. <laughs> we'll get Conduit. <laughs> hey, Con, do it. <laughs> I got chores for you. All right, well, we're getting close to uh, the end of the show here, so we're going to go ahead and do our our plug. Hey, Ned just emailed Nexted. Uh, out loud. Ned texted. Uh, well, it's just how to fix the sound stuff. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> um, I honestly think it's. I'll, I'll explain it to him later. But anyway, we're we're gonna go ahead and play the music for our our last segment of the day here. Hang on. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> Clearly, I need that. All right. Here we go. I want a new plug. Tell me what's going on. Tell me all the stuff you're doing at the end of my song. All right, Nick and Antoine, if you got anything to plug, go ahead and do it now. I'm just really excited. That was, uh, having Connor sing that was actually my make-a-wish, and I feel like, hey, this wish has been made. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, you're disappearing before my very eyes. Who's this make-a-witch? <laughs> Speaking of witches, uh, this Halloween night at the Secret Group, I'll be there with some spooky friends of mine, and we're going to be doing a show. Um... I won't call you to action, but I would like to see you. <laughs> Antoine, you got anything else to plug? No, Spooky Stand Up, I will also be there. Uh, and if you are uh, friends or know of or were invited to the, the, the very special wedding of some very special friends of mine, uh, Chris Skelton and uh, Jesse Bowman, uh, I'll see you at that wedding. If you weren't invited, then um, I'll see you some other time. All right, and uh, I, too, will also be uh, co-hosting Spooky Stand-Up. I hope to see you all out there on Wednesday night. Uh, and if not, I will be telling a story at the library. Crap. I don't know what a library it is. Crap. I don't know what the event is. I just know Crap. You don't know how to read. <laughs> 
I'm telling a story for John Wayne. I'll post about it on my Instagram, at Cryptocurrency. Uh, you can find it there. Do you guys want to share your social media or anything? My social security number is four. No. <laughs> Antoine? Uh, Jarvis v- underscore VJ is my Instagram. Uh, it is also my Twitter. Um, I don't post on either of them, but you can see all of the things that I've posted previously. All right. Uh, and with that, I just want to say one thing. Ned, I take it all back. Please come back, man. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. There's no sound. I don't know if the show's going to cut out randomly.